Yo, yo, what's good? Episode 120, just another Knicks fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, Apple stock down, uh, 157. But yo, welcome to episode 120, just another Knicks fan, hosted by your host, Jack F. Yeah, I didn't even release episode 119 yet, some weird shit I did. Uh, that means I'll release it after this one, which is episode 120. A lot of shit to tackle out here, son. A lot of shit to tackle. I'm not even a football player, yo. You know what I mean? A lot of shit has transpired, basketball-wise. I don't know where to start, man. But I'll start with Harden because that's my guy. And um, <clears throat> the fuck, yo. Um, Philly down 0-2. Not looking too good. I don't know. Hopefully, they're going to turn the 0-2 into the 0-3, dog. So, hopefully, it becomes 1-2. And, and we see what happens with there. And I'm not going to be on the James Harden defense team. Score 20 points or whatever. But, um, I mean, yo, he puts the ball in the right spot, man. He... Fucking Danny Green want to go one for nine from three-pointers and then miss an open dunk. I'm not blaming this shit on fucking... I'm not saying James Harden absolved the fucking uh, whatever stepping up elite player shit. You know, you want to claim him up, but yo, come on, dogs. Like, that game wasn't out of reach. It was within striking distance the whole game. Could have Harden played better, yes. But I think he would be able to play better if Danny Green made a couple of shots and... Uh, let's take a look at the, the, the Sixers, three-point, whatever you call that shit, man. That three-point, three-point shit, man. Let's look at these. Let's look at these. Yesterday was Wednesday. I don't understand why Philly... Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, Philadelphia was eight for 30 from three-pointers. And we had... I mean, James Harden was one for five. All right. So, outside of James Harden... You know, team goes seven for twenty five, and yeah, Danny Green one for nine, bro, one for nine. I mean, yeah, Maxi was one for four, but he balled the fuck out, dogs. He balled out like you can't even say nothing. But I'm looking at Danny Green, son, one for nine, bro. That's not like he's taking no hard and ISO step back threes. You can't go three for nine, bro. Can't make an open dunk, bro. I'm trying to say they would have won the game if Danny Green went three for nine or four for nine. It gives them a better chance. And these are open shots. It's not like these are heavily contested shots. Well, a couple of them were, but for the most part, they were open looks. Open looks. You know, goes to the rack. You know, similar to what Harden did in Houston, goes to the rack, looks for the open three pointers type shit. And, you know, Danny Green was the guy open, and, and that's what I guess the Heat are okay with. Danny Green deciding if the Sixers want to lose that game. I mean, Tyrese Maxey, dog, motherfucker ball. Yo, he was hooping, son. Like, he's playing and picks up the pace. I mean, Harden, I guess, you know, he likes to scale it back, slow it down. I think that's an issue. I think if they want to beat this, the Heat, they got to pick up the pace. They can't do this slow motion juvenile shit, bro. Like, I mean, that's the best way. I mean, the Harden style, they allow the defense to set up, but so does the Heat. Whenever Harden's bringing the ball up, they, they set up his own defense coverage and shit. But, you know, Harden's trying to read the defense. He needs to just go. Like, that. the you letting them calculate all your moves while you're calculating your moves. So that's not a recipe for victory. Yeah, he got to be a bit more aggressive. But, I mean, he's not getting the whistle no more, and he do be getting fouled. But... 
I mean, he got to live with that and adjust with that. So he got to, you know, adjust to how the refs are refereeing him. So that's his, but he got to improve and be obviously a bit more aggressive. But if the team's going to shoot 28% from three, it's going to be harder for him to get to his spots. And obviously that's going to fuck up the spacing. So, uh, I mean, Harden needs to step up. That's a team in general. Everyone needs to pick it up as well. But, I mean, let's see what happens, man. Game three, let's see what happens, man. Um, Clay, you know, he's struggling. He went from six for 19 to five for 19. You know, he missed a couple of free throws in game one towards the end. Then he traveled in the end of game two, but. That John Morant dude is a baller. Yeah, that Morant guy is pretty good. Man's at 47 at the last 15 of the fourth quarter. But the team on his back. And I'm like, there's no way he's going to keep scoring. And there's no way they're going to just allow him to attack the paint. And the Warriors proved me wrong. They're like, nah, nah, we're definitely going to allow him to attack the paint. Definitely going to allow him to, to, to take the shots that he wants. You know, there were a couple of possessions where... Maybe three in my bed. He, he made some shit. I'm like, all right. You got, you got it, bro. You got it, my G. And I'm watching this Grizzlies Warriors game, thinking like, damn. The Knicks were one pick away from Steph Curry. Then I'm watching this game, and I'm like, damn. The Knicks were one pick away from John Morant, son. That shit is crazy, son. I mean, the way he bowled these first two games. I guess we could call him Ja, most improved player, Morant. Man, that shit hella impressive. 47 points, 34 points followed up by 47 points. Really anchoring that offense. You know, I know he missed a heartbreaking layup in game one. But um, the series has been very physical, to say the least, and very enjoyable. This series is the one I've been locked in and keyed in on the most. Uh, for sure, it just has my interest. Uh, the Celtics handled business in game one, game two part of me, and I expected that shit to happen. That's the only analysis I'm going to give. I'm going to expect the Celtics to do that shit in game two. But back to, to, to the Grizzlies and um, the Warriors, there's a lot of shit going on over here, bro. And I'm going to be honest, I, I ain't like all that, yo. Um... Steve Kerr banter, Steve Kerr bantering, the Kerr, Steph Curry bantering, I'm Dylan Brooks and shit. I'm not here defending Dylan Brooks. I'm not saying that was a dirty play. I'm not. I can't tell you his intentions. I know you have NBA players um, that have done just as uh, malicious play as Dylan Brooks. And then I don't know, man. Like what I mean by this. The players that are criticizing Dylan Brooks for what he did have also done that same shit, bottom line. And they're talking about how he broke the bro code and whatever, whatever. So I'm going to respect their opinion, but I'm also going to interject my opinion. And that comes with Steve Kerr. Um, He's talking about he broke all the codes and shit, whatever, whatever, what have you. First of all, Gary Payton... um, now, I wish you a speedy recovery, Gary Payton, too, Gary Payton Jr. Wish you a speedy recovery, bro. That shit was tough to see, tough to watch. I didn't really see how bad it was. I just saw him fall, and then I saw a different camera angle. 
that shit hurt, bro. That shit was just painful to watch. I couldn't watch it again after that, so I can't even imagine the pain he was in after all of that happened. I wish he didn't stick his arm out. It's easy for me to say now. I wish he didn't stick his arm out. I broke both of my wrists in similar fashion, and it could have been a third time, but I was like, I'm not sticking my arm out this time. It is what it is, but that's a completely different situation. I wasn't airborne like that. But um, I wish he didn't stick his arm out, man. Fuck, that shit look painful, bro. But um, back to Steve Curdo. Like I said, we smooth, smooth and speedy recoveries for, for Gary Payton, too. And he will get the bag. The bag is secured. Magnificent. And back to Steve Curdo talking about Dylan Brooks breaking the code and all that bullshit. Um, Steve Kerr. You got to look at who's on your roster and the shit that they've been doing. And I never heard you ever want to say some shit about your own players breaking the code. That it will have you. It's one thing to say that after, if, like, you know, Draymond got this history and certain things happened six years ago, five years ago, four years ago, three years ago, two years ago. You could tell it has happened quite often. And then, let alone the previous game, game one, um, Draymond Green does some pulls a player down by his collarbone, which I don't think is ejection worthy. Um, and the, the whole team came to his defense, like, nah, I don't think you should have got ejected. Nah, I don't think this, that, and third. All this, you know what I'm saying? Defense team for Draymond. And one game later, I'm not saying Dylan Brooks shouldn't have got ejected. I think he should have got ejected, but, and he did. So, um, one game later, you have a whole completely different narrative. And who the fuck trying to call me, son? Hold on, yo. We back, we back, we back. We never really leave, man. I was just looking at who called and I was like, yeah. So back to that whole dream on defense team mechanism. So there's a code within the code, within the code. And I've if Dylan Brooks broke one code, there should also be a code amongst the players and coaches that they don't violate that code and and which is still be like yo I don't think he meant to do that shit and whatever whatever and know shit happens you gotta know that bullshit jargon shit obviously he did the bullshit jargon shit for Draymond Green who got this history of doing some real dirty shit you know what I mean and, and you held it down for him and yeah, Bernard Crocs has some weird, funny-looking, sounding shit, but whatever. Um, but Steve Kerr, I expect Bernard Crocs, a young player, I expect better from Steve Kerr. This dude is a vet. Been in the league for like 40 years. Um, Steph Curry, a vet, been in the NBA for 13. I expect better from these dudes, man. Grizzlies is some youngin', youngins, youngins, some young gunners. And the Warriors are act talking like they the fucking young team in the NBA. No, I just think it's a fair that, you know. <laughs> Shut up, Steve Carr. You ain't talk about how fucking Zaza Pachulia ever broke the code. You don't talk about all the times Draymond Breen broke the code. You don't talk about Dylan Brooks breaking the code when you never looked at your own hands, your own team, if they ever broke the code or not, bro. And And if you're never going to publicly speak on them, don't fucking speak on the Grizzlies, bro. And I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Dylan Brooks gets suspended. But 
That's just that. And same thing with Curry. Curry, same shit. You know, that shit was dirty, bro. Bro, look at your own fucking teammate, nigga. Or teammates that you've had in the past. I ain't never see you talk shit about them. Yeah, yeah, teammates, bro, but you got to hold them accountable, dogs. Some shit happens, some shit's going to happen, bro. And um, normally supposed to send a message within the game of basketball, but whatever, man. Um, I expect it better from them. Uh, from from the from the Warriors brass, especially since they're such an experienced, well-oiled machine. Put them like sound like little bitches. Sorry, so to sound like, I mean I, I'll be I'll be devastated too, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. Um, but um, no, I wish Gary Payne didn't stick his hand out like that. I wish Dylan Brooks didn't do that shit. But at the same time, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a peep your character, bro. And you know what I'm saying? Curry, Steve Kerr, y'all talking all that shit, man. But y'all, y'all don't. Look at your teammates, dog. You just did some dirty shit last game and y'all was on the defense team. No, 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 Trey Moore, no. Shut up. Shut up, man. I want to hear this shit. And um, it's a hell of a series, though, yo. I mean, yo, then Draymond Green, they got Albert in the face. He got Albert in the eyes, bleeding and shit. And, um,. Yeah, we know got it. He got a history of poking motherfuckers' eyes out. You know, he did a last series against Jokic. You know, numerous other players that we can't even count. And the fans started booing him as he was leaving in the first quarter, and he flipped the middle finger back. I think that's cool. You know, he can express how he feels in the heat of the moment. Just got fucking elbowed in the face. That shit got to hurt. You bleeding and shit, so that shit got to hurt. And you getting booed on top of that, so that shit got to hurt. And then he flipped him off, and that's what's up, man. You know, I'm just you just returning the energy back. I don't think it's, like, the worst thing ever. Um, I think the fans knew that he wasn't, like, seriously hurt, that he just got elbowed in the face, and, you know, shit like that happens. And um, and then his response after the game, after a heated game, was that, yo, dogs, I got 25 M's. I could pay whatever the fine is, and I'll be just fine. And that's what's up, bro. That's, that's what's up. Um, that really is what's up, bro. I ain't going to hold you. Um, to make 25 M's, that's a flex to be able to pay that fine, which is probably like 0.001% of your salary. That's what's up, man. But um, you know, people say he could have handled it better. I don't know how I'm going to react, man, after... I'm getting elbowed in the face and I'm bleeding and 20,000 people are. Look at me defending Draymond after all the shit I just talked about him. You know why? Because I'm objective, dogs. Woo, woo, woo. So, you just got elbowed in the face, bleeding. You got 20,000 people booing you. Woo, boo. Now imagine the other 20,000 people saying that shit. Yeah, I might be tight. And then um, on top of that, heartbreaking loss. And then, like, this is all, like, in one sequence, man. Game just ended, and probably didn't get to really gather his emotions yet. So I, I ain't mad at that shit, man. But, um, all that other shit, man. That Curry, Steve Kerr talking about codes and shit, man. Yeah, I broke the code within the code within the code. So I need you to fall back speaking of codes, man. And, um, yeah, man, Steve Kerr, man, I don't you know, bro. I ain't feeling that shit, nigga. Um... Same thing with Curry. Same thing with um, Green, man. Draymond Green. I mean, outside of that sequence, like I said, I'm not mad at that sequence. Overall, he's just annoying, son. Draymond Green's just really annoying. But I had to, I was cool with his response in that situation, though.
I will say that. Oh, shit. <coughs> I don't know why I'm losing my voice. I mean, I heard some of the Kyrie podcast. I heard, like, the first 40 minutes. I like Kyrie, man. No, um, the way he views things through a certain lens, I fuck with it. Um, but I'm, I'm going to tune into the rest of that podcast. YouTube video, whatever, however I choose to do that. But, um, yo, Chris Paul, man, it's nice. You know, um, I think he's, I, I definitely think he's better than John Stockton. Um, he's better than a lot of point guards, man. He's, yo, he's nice, bro. He's about to be 37, bro. He's motherfucking ice cold in this bitch, yo. Fucking Pelicans game 6, 14 of 14. No handshakes for Brandon Ingram after the game. Then this shit, bro. The fuck? Fourth quarter. That shit was disrespectful, bro. The way he was... Him and Booker was just going at fucking Lucas. Said, nah, bro, we scoring on you, bro. We scoring on you, bro. We scoring on you, bro. That was their whole MO. It was like, yo, he was looking at him like, mm, yeah, in the smoke, son. I'm watching that game yesterday, man. I thought game two, Reggie Bullock was, was activated. I mean, he was for the Knicks last year. I said Reggie Bullock, man. He was one of the main reasons why we won that game last year against the Hawks game two. Down by 12, and he started spanking mad threes. Appreciate that, bro. And um, thought he was going to pull it off. But yesterday, man, the game tied 78 78. He scored like 12 straight, 11 straight points. Switch, 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 switch all these threes. And then Chris Paul said, nah, I'm trying to stop to all that shit over. Fourth quarter, motherfuckers caught fire. Fuego, fuego, fire, fire. He was on fire. On top of that, D Book says, I'm, I'm going to put the nail in the coffin. Um, he did that, son. Motherfuckers really did that shit. And it really completely took away from uh, Luca's, I guess, great phenomenal first half performance. Obviously, it wasn't enough. And that shit was crazy, man. Uh, I mean, Luca's fun to watch, man. I ain't gonna hold you, man. I might, I might add him to my list. I consulted some of my friends, and if it's, I asked them if it's cool to add Luca, you know, um, to my favorite players list. And they said it's okay, it's not too late. I got in at the right time. So, um, it's lit. I'm all fucking nice. Luca's nice, bro. But I feel like he got to They say he might need another superstar or some shit like that with him. But I think when he does get that, or if he, I think he sort of got to get less ball dominated as well. Um, got to get more stuff going off the ball, more off the ball moves from my guy. You know what I'm saying? Now that he's one of my favorite players, he needs more off the ball love. He's always on the ball. And, um, you know, Jalen Brunson's been struggling a bit this series, but he's been also been in foul trouble. So, like, you know, I'm going to keep a close eye on Jalen Brunson and could be a potential future Nick, but I'm also looking at all the former Knicks also. Um, you know, Reggie Bullock, Theo Pinson in his suit. You know, Trey, Trey Burke's got a new hairstyle. Tim Hardaway's hurt. You know, Frank Nilekina chilling right now. So, you know, I'm paying attention to that whole roster. You know, a lot of people that I rooted for previously, on that team now, and um, yo, Phoenix looking scary, son. But we'll see what happens in, in Dallas, man. I feel like they got at least a couple of one or two games in them to win, and if they could somehow make this shit three one, I think shit could get interesting. I don't think the Suns are unbeatable at home, but um, they just seem unbeatable in general. <laughs>
But I, I think the Mavs could, to, to, could make it interesting. Just, um, Jalen Brunson needs to do what he was sort of doing before against the Jazz and, and carry it into the um, – so obviously this series. And I think it's possible. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, these are the guys that need to get it going. Um, they also had the ball more before um, Luka got hurt, right? I mean, after Luka got hurt, right? So they're able to, you know, build a rhythm, establish their rhythm, establish their flow. Uh, while Luka was out with the hammy injury. And then once he came back, you know, the ball's in Luka's hands more. So I guess they still adapting to that. And also um, the bigs of the, of the Suns, Obviously, they find it. There's just more length on this team in general. Cam Johnson and them, Jay Crowder and them. It's a lot of length. And DeAndre Ayton, he's not scared of. And he can spread the floor too because he can shoot. So, you know, it's a tough matchup for, for Dinwiddie and them to get it going. But I feel like the best way for, in order for them to win is they all got to equally have the ball in their hands so they could establish their own rhythm. If it's just Luka. Um, similar, opening that similar offense to what James Harden did in Houston, it's not gonna work. So I think I think Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson sort of need to be more involved and um, and also they need to be more assertive themselves. But we'll see what Jason Kidd does, man. And um, yeah, yeah, the code within the code, man. See, Kurt, man, chill out, bro. What?